very last line. We're still on the topic of Bikr Cholim a little. And Rav Chelbo Cholash. Rav Chelbo got ill. Okay, so... Um, so, Nafak Rav Kahana, they switched the order for Achris. So Rav Kahana went out and he publicized, he called out, Rav Chelbo Baish, Rav Chelbo is ill. Lo Ika de Kaasi? Nobody's coming to visit him? What's going on over here? Amr he's this is Rav this is Rav Kana's talking. He said to the people, Isn't there a true the story, known story of a student of Rabbi Kiva? Shechala, he got ill, and Lo nobody went to visit him. Apparently they were afraid to, you know, to get sick. COVID. It was like something like that. It was like a right. It was exactly what it was. Something that they were afraid to catch it. Um, did go visit. And he swept the house and cleaned, you know, he got the dust down, you know, these are, who knows, that was probably exacerbating the illness. And he cleaned the house up. He saw that he was living in a bad situation. He wasn't able to care for his house. So that's why he survived. And Amr Lei Rebbe, and this is the student, told Rebbe Kiva, you brought me to life. I wouldn't have lived if not for your attention and care. Yatsa Rabbi Kiva v'darshan. Rabbi Kiva went out and darshan. Chalmishim evaker cholim kilu shofech tamim. If you don't visit the sick, it's like akin to murder because that that visit changes everything and makes them live. Yatsa Rabbi Dimi amar cholim evaker zacholim korim lo shiyeche. Rabbi Dimi, when he said he said a little different way, he said when you're visiting the sick, you cause that he should live. Gives them hope. That's really what it is. And if you don't visit, you cause him to die. So the verse says, what do you mean you cause him to die? It's not causing him to die. My grandma. If you visit, then you're going to die. So in other words, it's interesting. What are the factors at play? So when you go visit and you see him suffering, so you'll dive it on his behalf. So you can't say it that way. So it's not that you cause him to die, but if you have the ability to cause him to live and you don't do that, that's what it means. Okay. So Rava um, So when Rava got first day sick. So the first day of his illness, he told his immediate family, don't let anybody know. It's not like, uh, I'd rather, so there is this idea of like, you know, you don't want to publicize that kind of thing. Because by publicizing it, it can bring down the mazel of the person. So it's like, okay, it's not really an illness, you know, it's like you poo-poo it in the beginning, because like, you're like that other, because once you're, Officially stamped ill, then that's like hard to combat. But I thought Israel is not dependent on muscle. There, they can. It means that they can elevate themselves above the muscle. Doesn't mean that they're not. It doesn't mean that the muscle doesn't exist for Klal Yisrael. It means that they have a way out of the muscle. Okay, but it, it still has, and that's what. And here, muscle doesn't mean the doesn't mean the constellation. It means his own personal. Um, sense of well-being. Sense of well-being, right. That's what it means. It's a, it's a different kind of... We use the same word, but it's like, that's the idea. Okay. Um, 
So that's the story. So, but what happens after that was the first day that he got sick? So he says, "Don't tell anybody." Once it's after, once he's ill for already a while, go now publicize that Rav is sick. Yeshuka out in the public. Anybody who's, who's, who hates me, let him be happy. Um, even though you're not supposed to be happy when your enemy falls, but whatever. I think he was just saying, um, uh, whatever, that, that my enemies can be happy, and then they're being happy. Uh, um, he feels that then Hashem will like. Listen, it's like, oh, he's happy that he's sick. So then Hashem will say, okay, now I'm making him better because of that. You know, so like he'll reverse the situation. And those who actually like me, they'll help David for me, and that's what will get me better. So at a certain point, he publicized it. Okay. Anybody who visits the sick is protected from judgment in Ganem. Whenever the public says, Ashri Maskil El because you're masculine dull, you went to the person who's poor, poor health, and you used your seichel to help him. So in a time of evil, God will spare him. is reference to a sick person. That's one source. Also alternative source. Another pasuk. Uh, so, again, another source that talking about somebody who's sick, why are you ill, uh, son of the king? I don't know if you know the story. This is, I think this is the story with um, uh, Avshalom's sister and the whole thing where he was lovesick. Okay, but anyway, I think that's the story. And next thing, Ein Ra El Gehenim. Bad means, what is that? Hashem will save you from. The Russia is, you know, there for the day of the bad of evil. That's that. That's the. That's what will. So you're protected from Gehenim. Now, What if you? What is your reward if you visit the sick? I thought you just said the reward that you saved from Gehenim. That's not good enough for you. So Kedamer needs only dinner Gehenim. So the question is, what's his reward in this world? We know that this world, you know, and that's by the way, it's on the list, right? In the Mishnah and Peah, right? Uh, what are the things Elam Shailam Shir? Uh, and then we say what? It's Get the interest in this world and the main focus. Right, so you're gaining, you're gaining something in this world too. What does that mean? So you protected this. So this possible is what's, what's it referring to Hashem? First of all, God will watch you from the evil inclination. So you're protected from sinning. And you won't suffer. What does that mean? Fascinating idea. Everyone will gain honor through you. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm friends with I'm friends with this guy. It's like, ooh. <laughs> okay. So like, uh, that's, a, that's a good sign. That means, that means you're looked at in a positive light. What does that mean? 
It's a very interesting, you know, to have good friends that help you and give good advice. So Naaman was a, was a, was, was a Gentile a officer, man. right? And, and he uh, had friends who said, you know what? This is a holy man. Go. It doesn't hurt. Take it, you know, maybe, he'll get, maybe he could heal you. And, um, and sure enough, he did get better things to that. And then uh, the Rechavam, he had friends, and they advised him, you know, uh, you got to show who's boss and whatever. And that ended up where it ended up, that he lost half the kingdom, or more than half the kingdom. So that's the story. You wanna, so that's the extra schus for visiting the sick. Hashem will cause that you'll have good friends that's around you. Interesting. Okay. Tanya learned in Ebraisa. Once we speak about Rechavam, if the young ones say build, and the older people say destroy, listen to the elders, they know what they're talking about, and don't listen to the young ones because they don't have experience. Life experience is very valuable in these types of things. And where's the source for this? The building of the, of the youth, steer is destroying. The steers to the Canaan and the destroying of the elders is Binyan is building. The similar Dover and Shlomo. Basically, just to review the story, the story goes is that um, the people complained to Rechavim when he became king that the taxes are too high and you know you gotta go ease off on the taxes. And uh, so the elder people said, Look, you're a new king, show them that you care, go easy on them, listen to what they tell you, and that they'll be good for you. And uh, so that's like show. So so he thought that's like showing weakness. That's like destroying his stature. But uh, that would have been very wise advice. Instead, and it was wise advice. Instead, the the young ones, his young friend, says, "What do you mean? Now that you're king, you have to show them your boss. You know, show them that you're in control. And you say, Wait, if, if my if my father was tough, I'm going to be extra tough. You got to establish yourself in a strong way." And that was, uh, and that one, they just left him. So that's the, that's the, that's the idea. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Next, Amar Rav Shisha Brei de Rav Idi. Rav Shisha Brei de Rav Idi says, Lo lisod inish kitzira, don't visit a sick man. Lo betlashoyi not in the first three hours of the day. Lo betlashoyi basraisa, not in the last three hours of the day. Why? Um, what's the difference? Uh, so he speaks out both of them, right? Um, uh, you're not gonna, you're gonna not ask. In other words, for opposite reasons, the first three hours, the person's in his best position. So you go and say, oh, he's doing great. And you visit him early in the morning. Things look pretty good. So you say, yeah, he doesn't need any help, or whatever. All the, at the end of the day, they look extra weak. And you say, oh, it's farfallen. This guy is no, you know, it's over with him. So either one, you're not going to start davening. You want to know the accurate picture, accurate picture of the illness. You go middle of the day, not the first three hours, not the last three hours. Then you get a good, you know, he's not perfectly well. He's, he's just at the right level where you'll... Davin, that he should get better. Okay. Amar Rav and Amar Rav, Rav and says name. Rav, Minayin Shekadosh Baruch Hu, Very interesting idea. You have ill people, and somehow they're still sustained, 
even though they're not really eating normally. So what's the deal with that? God feeds the um, uh, the the bedridden person. Uh, how do you know that the divine presence is at the head of the ill person? Um, again, because God's there. Okay, same same thing, same pasuk. Now, the Bible says so as well. Somebody goes to visit the sick. Don't sit on a on a bed or on a couch. Or even a chair, you should sit on the floor. Why? Because that's where God's presence is. You have to recognize that you're in God's presence. Ron explains not to think that uh, you know that you have to sit on the floor when you're visiting the sick. He was he was talking about where the sick person is lying on the floor, and you're sitting above where the sick person is. That's where you shouldn't sit higher up because that's the divine presence. But if the sick person's on a bed, so then you could sit next to him. You should, the idea is that you shouldn't be in a higher position. That's what he brings down as an explanation. So it's okay to, to sit, okay? All right, in a chair. All right. Um, next thing. Uh, this is really unconnected completely. It's uh but it's also Amaravin Amarav. Ravin said the name of Rav. Mitra Bimarava, if there's rain in Eretz Israel, Sadaraba Pras. The biggest proof is the is the is the river Euphrates. Why? Because if the Euphrates River is high, then you know that Eretz Israel had good rain. Even though it hasn't rained in Bavel. which is a Complete contradiction to Shmuel. The river is rising, has nothing to do with the rain. The rain, or not, it's not directly from the rain. It's not the extra rainwater in the river. It's the water that's coming up from deep. When it rains, it causes the water from the depths to come up higher. Uh, Shmuel seems to contradict himself. Um, the water doesn't metire while flowing, doesn't purify with flowing. El Pras, the only one that does is the Euphrates River. Biyomi Tishrei, uh, and during the month of Tishrei, when it's uh, not the after, before the rainy season starts. But it sounds like once the rainy season kicks in, so then it's a problem to dip in the Euphrates, which is contradictory to Shmuel's own statement. He's saying, even if it, the rain, it's not what causes the Euphrates to come up, it's coming from the depths. The Ran brings down how the custom was, I mean, not the custom, we saw this in Tainus, that uh, for every drop of rain that comes up down from heaven, meaning that lands on the ground, it causes the water below to come up as well, so like even more. So the, it's called, the rain is not what fills the river. The rain causes that more water is coming in from the underground water sources, that springs that are feeding the, um, the, feeding the river. The, the feeding the river, right. And therefore the river is not really coming from, from rainwater, which would be very relevant when it comes to mikvah, because rainwater needs to be sitting water and can't be flowing, as opposed to 
um, as opposed to a, a spring fed, is allowed to be flowing. So therefore you have to know, is the Euphrates mostly rainwater? Then it's a problem, and it's not, you're not allowed to go there in the mikvah. And if it's mostly spring water, then it could work while it's flowing. And that's what he's saying, that Euphrates in the month of Tishrei is the only time you let it go, because then you know it's not mostly rainwater, which is Shmuel contradicting himself, because he says the river Euphrates is filling it, is nothing to do with the rain, it's not, it's not directly to do with the rain. So that's the story with that. And we continue, Avud Shmuel, the father of Shmuel, Avedon Mikvos, the Banse Biyomi Nisan, Umavti Biyomi Tishrei. In the month of Nisan, he had, he, he didn't, it was after the rainy season, he required, if the daughters needed to go to the mikvah, it would be only in separate mikvahs that would be standing water, because he didn't let them go in the river. But in Tishrei, he let them go in the river to, 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 for, the, for the mikvah. It wasn't a mikvah, but he would let them go in the river. It was flowing. Mikvah means that it's standing. But uh, he had mats on the ground in uh, Tishrei, for um, because it was muddy on the ground, and this way that could create a chatzitza for their feet. So it'd be like these elevated mats that they're standing on that it should shouldn't, shouldn't get their feet full of mud. That would be like chatzitza. That would be a, the mud could create a chatzitza. So, so they, but if they stand on mats, then the mud's not going to stick to their not going to stick to their feet. That was the idea. Oh, the Ram, the Ram brings down another shot that uh, we're talking about the. Um, well, around them, you know, like the Mafti is to, they, they're going in the river in public, they have, uh, people screen. can't look at screen, so people can't look in. That's what that was. Uh-huh. Another shot. If you can't tell, there's a very long run on this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This is all of this past piece, all the way into, to, into Mem Aleph, and he goes through the whole bottom line, trying to figure out what the halacha, big machlokas, um, Rishonim, Rabbeinu Tam Paskins over here, like, like Shmuel, and um, and uh, other Rishonim Paskin like, Ra, like Rav, and the father of Shmuel, and they explain what the difference is, and this and it brings down pretty pretty much, pretty much all the Rishonim, so many different shitas over here, and he explains it. But the bottom line is, you know, we we pretty much, I don't, I'm not sure what his final outcome is, you know, like, but basically. Um, we play it safe, you know. When it's a when there is a possibility of of rainwater, majority of the rainwater in the river, that's that itself creates a problem. But there's different days on this, you know. Like, could be that it that the rain gets as the rain comes down, the river is metahered if it's in its regular path. That's another idea that he brings down anyway. So he gets goes on and on about Hilchas Mikvos over here, but I won't get too much into it. But that's it. That's uh. Uh, the next topic is uh, is over here. I'll stop over here.